And welcome, welcome back everybody to a very snowy, snowy Columbia, Missouri and the penalty box on KCOU 88.1 FM. It's freezing in here. It's, is it, are you cold? I'm, it's snowing. Oh yeah, it's snowing in the studio. It's, it's gotten that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those living in the Columbia and mid-Missouri area, despite yesterday having 60 degree temperatures, uh, we then saw snow. That's what we love about the Midwest. We love the Midwest. That's what we thrive about the Midwest for. That being said, that does not deter the longest-running show currently on KCOU. Is that fact-checked? It's not. I just like to claim it. Yeah. I like to claim ours as as that. That's fair enough. But who cares? It it does not deter Peter Camp and I from getting to the studio. Peter had a lot more treacherous journey than I did. He had to drive here. I walked. I braved it on foot. Yeah. But how how was your drive? Oh, it was great, you know. People still think that it's okay to go 50 on a 50, even mm. though there's snow. That's not safe. <laughs> Saw one dude almost tail out in a Walmart. Oh, boy. So that's how you know it's been a fantastic morning. Did you, did you hit any Tokyo Drift-type corners? Like, uh, I did, but I, not I, intentionally. I got at them at about 15 miles per hour. <laughs> so it's probably the most boring Fast and Furious scene you'll ever see. They should make a... Did, oh, they probably have. Fast and Furious, but they go the speed limit. Fast and Furious... But like winter edition, but they're caught like careful. Yeah, Fast and Furious, careful Midwest edition. It'd be a great like Book it. PSA, just like Vin Diesel being like, "We gotta catch this bad guy," but then it's like I'm him sh- going 15, checking his like his his, his rearview mirrors, check his blind spots. You know, his lights are broken, so he's got to do the hand signal stuff on the outside of this oh, window. Yeah. <laughs> just being a super conscious driver. Have you ever driven by behind someone that's done that before? Uh Yes, but they weren't cars. They were tractors. Oh, right. So okay. then they'll, like, signal when they're turning right or left. Yeah. And I, at first I'm like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> is, he, is he trying to communicate? And then he'll turn. I'm like, oh, he's telling me he, what he, just he was. He doesn't have his turn signals on. Yeah. yeah. But um, hope everyone is enjoying their snow day um, or not if, if you don't like, you know, this crazy mixed up weather we've had. But, Peter... Oh, my gosh. It's uh, not sponsored by Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter. Yes. Football is no more. We have now entered the, the big break of no football following the Super Bowl on Sunday yeah. where the Los Angeles Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to What a game. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford gets his ring after so many years um, of struggling with the Detroit Lions. Peter, your first reactions to the Super Bowl, and are you sad that football is is? I mean, there's still football news, but there's no, there's nothing we can watch on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, while we d- delay doing our homework or yeah. whatever else we have to do. It's it's the saddest time of the year. Really. It is. It really is. Uh, especially once basketball is over, uh, near the beginning of, of of summer. Really, everybody's watching baseball, and we might not even have a baseball season. Exactly. So it's gonna be a a, a really Sad gap without football, which I always experience every year, and it sucks. But there's always the combine and the draft, which are always fun. But you know, it's not as fun as watching teams on Sundays and Saturdays. So it's a it's a bittersweet game. Uh, the Rams coming out on top didn't shock me. I was also really proud of myself because we did some predictions last episode. If you haven't heard, go check it out yes. where you get your podcasts. And uh. I was I hit on a uh, on a couple. You I, did. I did. It was heads, but it wasn't the Rams, so that's half. OBJ was the first touchdown, 
which I was pretty proud of myself yep. for. Um, I guess, Nolan, you were really close. It was I'm 20, so mad. You were so I'm close. I'm so mad. I got the score correct, but I had the teams wrong. Yeah. I had 23 to 20 Bengals. It was 23 to 20 Rams. Mm-hmm. But Peter, you deserve all the credit because you did call OBJ touchdown, which well done. And he got hurt, so he 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 made his mark on the game and then dipped. Yeah. Um. I said Sony Michelle. He didn't do anything in the Super Bowl. Um. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. You said 27 17 Rams, so you got the team right. Um. And then I said 23 20 Bengals. Um. I think you got the Gatorade color right too. I think it was blue. It was blue. So you got that right. Um, MVP, it wasn't Matthew Stafford, it was Cooper Cup. Yeah. So neither of us hit on that one. I knew immediately once Stafford threw his first pick, it wasn't going to. Do we remember what the coin toss was? I think it was heads, but the Bengals won. Mm. So we were both half right. Because yeah. you called heads, but the Rams won. I called tails, but the Bengals won. Yeah. So we were both half right on that one. Fair enough. Best halftime performer. Actually... We'll wait on that. We'll wait, we'll on, wait that. on that till a little bit later in the show to debate that one. Um, commercial, I said Rakuten. You said Amazon. What was Am- Did Amazon have one? It was the uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Carl oh, and you Jost won. one. You won. That was so funny. I loved that commercial. With the, like, um, what's the what was the one where the Alexa just pops on and goes, remind, uh, remind me to fake my own death oh. or whatever. <laughs> Colin I don't. Joe said, "I don't remember it all, but it was funny." Yeah, it was a good one, a winner for sure. But yeah, well done, Peter, on on your predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, should have put some money down or something. I should have doubled down. on I could have made bit. quite a bit of money. Did you play any Super Bowl squares? Make any friendly wagers? Anything like that? I did not. I did not bet any money the Super Bowl, but I wish I did, because I would have bet the under on the on the national anthem. Which I don't know if it hit or not. I don't know what the over under was. <laughs> um, my favorite bet when I talked about this on another show I'm on called The Unwritten Rule, Fridays at three, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um my friend and co host Kenny Van Doren brought up a, a a prop bet that was fastest average speed at the Daytona five hundred, which I believe is this weekend, mm-hmm. or Matthew Stafford's first half passing yards total. <laughs> And I think Matthew Stafford had like 165 passing yards. I looked this up because mm-hmm. I was so curious. And the the winner of the Daytona 500 last year, I think his speed, his average speed was 144. So I thought I when I first heard that, I was like totally Daytona 500 speed. Mm. They're gonna be going way faster. But no, it might be the the the. the how fast? Do, this sounds really bad. But how fast do cars usually go in a NASCAR <laughs> race? I I guess it's like. 150 is like the average or a little like a little well then you're right no but but this but the last couple daytona 500 winners had a slower average speed oh matthew stafford got 160 oh he did yeah he had like 165 passing yards in the first half well so i was very shocked by that one but credit credit where credit is due i was i was all in on the daytona bit there was also one that chase brought up who is on cup of bro on Friday mornings. True. And uh, his was like plus 200 Snoop Dogg smoking on stage. Oh, yeah. Which technically he did, but not on camera. Right. He did. It was like right before, right? Yeah. Something. He, he was he like, he did it because the, the, the stage was like houses. Mm-hmm. And so he was like on the stairs and smoked. And then once the cameras came on, he didn't. Threw it away real quick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into more of that later because this is a halftime show is its own its own whole shebang. But oh, yeah. uh, let's get into the nitty-gritty of the game. Of course, the Rams taking home the Super Bowl. 
um, to the fans of Los Angeles uh, and St. Louis. This was a win for the city of St. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna think, make everyone. I think you just pissed off everybody <laughs> I, in the I lost, city of St. Louis. We lost a big market just now because yeah. of what I just said. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, Matthew Stafford, 26 for 40. There are 26 attempts completed, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Joey B, Joe Burrow, who I thought looked a little bit nervous in this game for how much swagger he brought to the whole playoffs. Um, 22 completions for 263 yards and one touchdown. Um, Cooper Cup, who was the MVP of the Super Bowl, had eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it was the T. Higgins show on the Bengals' side, uh, not Jamar Chase. He had four catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh Rams were without their starting tight end. Uh, they sacked Joe Burrow, I think, seven, seven times. times. Uh, Aaron Donald, I think, got two of those. Three total tackles. It was it was cool to see. I was very happy for him mm-hmm. um, to win a Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, Peter, what were your thoughts on the, the nitty-gritty of the game? Um, I mean, Joe Burrow did get sacked seven times, but I expected this Bengals offensive line just to – get dominated and at the end of the game they did mm-hmm. but for the first half they they kind of held their own totally gave joe burrow a little bit of time joe burrow like you said was a little nervous but i mean at the end of the day it's joe burrow with an offensive line going up against aaron donald and leonard floyd and joseph day von miller von miller i mean it's just a stacked defensive line that had a field day with this with this Bengals team and i think at the end of the day with all the the heat Joe Burrow took. I mean, he had seven sacks, but he got pressured way more than that. And he even had a play where people thought he tore his ACL because it oh, got yeah. kind of stuck under an offensive lineman. And then you could like see him wince in pain and, and, and limp off the field. But, I mean, for the amount that Joe Burrow was able to do, I think he did a pretty good job in his first Super Bowl. I mean, this is a second-year team that two years ago had the number one pick and is now playing in a Super Bowl. So, I think Cincinnati really it could have been a lot worse for them yeah totally i mean they really did have the chance to win it but i think with this rams experience especially down the line i think it was kind of expected that they would come back especially when since he kind of went quiet after that touchdown they had to take the lead and um yeah if since he would have scored it if since he would have made it a 10 point game or, yeah, a 10-point game, I think it would have been over. Yeah. If it I, I would agree. have been 17 to 27, or it was, sorry, it was 16. If they made it 27-16, if they got that one touchdown, it would have been over, I would think. They, it was kind of a cagey game, at least in the second half. Yeah. It, was, it, got, it seemed like both teams were kind of like a little bit hesitant. I think you're kind of going to see that in a Super Bowl where a lot of these players, like, yes, Matthew Stafford has a ton of experience in the league, but like a lot of these players in the Super Bowl for the first time, um, I think they were a little bit nervous. I think, yeah, it was a a showing of, okay, the Bengals, they have been so confident through all these big moments all year, and this, they weren't, they didn't necessarily not show up. I think they did. I think it was, you know, if this is a game in a, in a regular season, um, I think the Bengals, you know, I, I want to say that their their lack of confidence maybe was just slightly the difference in why they didn't go up by ten points, why they didn't take you know a little bit more 
gutsy plays and stuff, but I think this Rams team is really just built for this. I yeah. mean, they accomplished exactly what they set out to do in the offseason by mortgaging their entire future to bring a championship right now um, with this star-studded cast. I mean, it's an L.A. team. It's a classic L.A. team. They have so many superstars on this on this roster, so many players with a ton of notoriety, big names, and they went out and, and did what they what they set out to do. The Bengals, kind of the opposite story. They They were gritty. No pun intended, Jamar. Um, they were down terribly two seasons ago. They got someone who they wanted to invest in in Joe Burrow, and he's clearly invested in winning for this team, and they and they made a run. And I think it was just that final hurdle that was like they almost cleared it, but they just they just clipped it on the way over and, and, and tripped, and the Rams won the race by a, a, a leg or whatever the right – technical track term is yeah and this Bengals defense gets a should get a lot of credit especially yeah. since especially running the ball la really had no success running the football so they really had to, to to force matthew stafford to throw the football which up until that last drive wasn't amazing especially those two picks especially in the beginning of the second half when the Bengals scored that 75 yard touchdown pass uh jalen ramsey just ooh. Even what, even if you called that a foul, did not have the greatest of games. Probably had his worst game of the season uh, in the Super Bowl, just because he let up so many big plays, like that big pass to Jamar in the first half. Um, and the T Higgins one. And the T Higgins one, but I think that was OPI. Oh yeah, I, I was you. You just touched on the question I was going to ask you. There was play, there was some controversy in this game. Yeah, I mean, you had that play with Jalen Ramsey where. T. Higgins grabbed his face mask. I think that. Was I mean, a it didn't call. end up hurting the Rams. It but didn't, but and then there was the um, the Logan Wilson uh, pass interference call. Yeah, there was that one, and then at the end of the game, there was obviously the Rams were driving, and Eli Apple had a pi. But on that same play, after the game, a couple of replays I saw, there were two Rams players that jumped before the snap, and they fall started, which could have been called before Eli Apple's penalty was. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's always fun when you can add in a little bit of controversy into an otherwise, I think, it wasn't a, a Chiefs-Bills shootout like we saw earlier in the playoffs or anything like that. I agree that the Rams, not the Rams, the Bengals uh, front defensively deserves a lot of credit. I think that secondary is kind of, eh, there's some good players in there, but there's some very weak players in there too. The question I want to ask you before we, we, we move on and close out the Super Bowl talk mm. I've heard so many mixed things from different people about this Bengals team is going to be right back, right at the top for years and years to come. And I've heard other people say this was their shot. It's done. It's back to basement dwellers of the AFC North. It's back to, you know, at its best, an almost 500 season and maybe slipping into the playoffs. I've heard both sides to that, which kind of surprised me because, you know, I, I I'm somebody who, like, believes that they can carry this momentum forward into the next season. But I know that football is probably the hardest sport to maintain top-level consistent play yeah. year in and year out. So what do you think? Um, I don't think the Bengals will be bottom dwellers. Do I think they'll be back next year? No, I don't. I don't think they'll be back next year. I think they'll be competitive next year. I think they'll maybe sneak into a wild-card spot and uh, be back in the playoffs. But I think just next year it's going to be Buffalo 
or Kansas City or probably Baltimore. Maybe. I mean, Tennessee is good, but Ryan Tannehill has proven to me that he can't win big games. Mm -hmm. Now, that may come back to bite me next year, but Tannehill has not been that guy. He was that guy a couple years ago, (laughs) but he has not played great football this last season, and I just don't trust that Tennessee team. But I think if Cincinnati plays Buffalo, I think it it goes Buffalo's way nine times out of ten. And I think these teams are going to be now on the look for Cincinnati because Cincinnati was a quiet team coming into this year. But now that they've had a year and now that they can look back at the tape, I think Cincinnati's going to kind of have an X on the back of their their jerseys and are going to be the team that teams are going to look for because, you know, they're the defending AFC champs and, you know, teams are going to try to try to take them more seriously now that they didn't before, but now they're going to take them as the team to beat. So I think Cincinnati will be good. I don't think they'll be repeat AFC champs. I think that's fair. I think it's going to be incredibly competitive in the AFC, like you mentioned, with the Bills, the Chiefs. You look at the quarterback play alone in that conference. I know we've talked about this before. Even the Chargers. Chargers are losing a lot of good players, but... If they have the cap space and they draft well, they could also be up there. Yeah, and Herbert's Herbert's legit for them too. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think you make a really good point. Um and I think this this game exposed some flaws in this roster and it's mostly re-exposing the flaw that everyone's known about this team the whole season. It's that their offensive line is not very good, right? Mm-hmm. Um Joe Burrow needs a little bit more help from his his front line. But I think if he gets that, and that's not going to necessarily happen in one offseason. It's hard to do that unless they dra- they really hit in the draft or whatever. But if they can get if they can get some some pieces there, this defense, they keep that defense together. Obviously, they have the receiving core, they have the running back core, and Joe Burrow gets another layer of protect like of protection and help. They could be, I think they could certainly be right back, right back here again. Um, do I think it'll happen necessarily next season? No, because I do think there's flaws in that roster that they need to fix. But um, I really like what what's brewing in Cincinnati, and I, I hope that this is not a one a one and done blip for them. This roster doesn't seem like it's a team that's just going to fade away mm-hmm. with the receiving core that that Burroughs has with Joe Mixon there. Um, that defense is good with Hubbard, and you got Trey Hen- uh, Trey Hendrickson in there. We'll have to see. I'm excited. Should we do a? Oh, we can. We can. Uh, this can obviously change, but you know how ESPN always does their way too early, like power rankings. Yes. Give me a way too early Super Bowl favorite, one team, heading into next season. Next year. Way too early. Put it on your calendars. February. Twelfth. Okay. Uh, hold on. Fourteenth. What was this? What was this fifty-six? Super Bowl 50... Yeah, so it'll be next year will be 57. February 12th, 2023. Fe- February 12th, 2023. Everybody is going to be watching the Buffalo Bills taking on... Ooh, taking on. He's got two. Probably the Rams. The Rams again? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go... I think... Because of what the collapse they had against the Bengals, 
I think the Chiefs are coming back next year with a chip on their shoulder. Okay. Where they're they're gonna run. I, I don't think they're gonna start out the way they did this season, where they were they were poor at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They found their form late. I think they are going to run through the AFC all the way to the Super Bowl next year. I'm not gonna say they'll win, but I think the Chiefs get there and I they will be playing. I don't want to pick the Rams. That's that's what I would go with too. Object like, but I'll be different. Let me look at this NFC real There'd quick. There'd be a couple good picks to go with. The here. Rams, not the Rams, the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Ooh, the Cowboys. They Ooh. finally do it. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Ma- Mike McCarthy, Mike can't, McCarthy win. can't win. Mike McCarthy can't win. That's a bad pick. I don't know. The problem is, the thing is, NFC is going to be kind of. Poor next it's gonna year. be bad. It's gonna be bad. Buccaneers have a bunch of free agents. Packers are in cap hell, so the NFC North is all basically on the rebuild. Yeah. Vikings are looking to ship out their quarterback. I don't know what's gonna happen there. AFC, NFC South, the Bucks have pretty much their entire roster on and free agency. Tom, Tom Brady's gone. And Tom Brady's gone. The Saints are gonna be. You know porous. what? You know what? Though the Saints, if they get Jameis healthy for a whole year. The fact they went nine and eight without him, like for most of the season, I uh, I don't know. Did they lose? Wait, Sean Payton left though, didn't he? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah, they'll be bad too. Never mind. And then the West, I think the Rams are going to run through it. Probably. I mean, I don't think the Cardinals are going to add much. Cardinals are in turmoil right 49ers now. 49ers are going to get a new quarterback, and the Seahawks are either going to go 13-4 and four next year or 4-13 and 13 next year, depending Correct. on how they build this offseason. Correct. And they're going to lose their starting quarterback after this year, so it's really the last dance for Russell Wilson in Seattle. So Everyone watch the AFC next year. Everybody should learning. be tuning into <laughs> CBS and not Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. America's Game of the Week is going to be a... Every Cowboys yeah. game. It's gonna be a t- yeah. Every Cowboys game. Yeah, I don't know. Like I look at, I don't know what any roster here that I'm like they could shake some things up. I'm like maybe. I mean Philly, if Jalen Hurts really takes a big leap, or Washington if they if whoever they get Washington a gets a hits. quarterback. Keep Terry McLaurin. Um, keep that defensive line. Maybe the Commanders. By the way, we never talked about that. Oh they, yeah, they have a name. Um, it's a dumb name. Yeah, yeah. They should have kept a football team. I mean. Atlanta, San, San Francisco could do it if Trey Lance hits. Atlanta wasn't completely awful this year. Yeah. And if Atlanta can bolster a defense and can get a Julio replacement, that could be a very good team. Atlanta never beat anyone good, though. All their wins were against bad teams. Well, yeah. They would get stopped by They play in the NFC good. South. <laughs> uh, San Francisco could do it if they, if they can smooth over a quarterback transition, I think. That roster's really good. Defense is really good. Uh, Debo Samuel's... Debo Samuel might be the best offensive player in football. Yeah. So it's just going to be a matter of do they go with Trey Lance or do they ship him out for for Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. So. Or Drew Locke. This is why the offseason's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Do we have any points we can hit on quick? Just like segueing away from Super Bowl talk. Obviously, we're just we're just kind of talking now. AFC, on the other hand, my goodness. AFC is going to be fun. Loaded. A lot of fun. The AFC, I'm, the AFC West is good. I'm excited to see what the Colts can do. I think the Colts could trade for Kirk Cousins and they turn into a good playoff contender. Yeah. I think the Patriots could also oh my gosh, make yeah. that jump. Patriots. Uh, Bengals obviously have done what they did this season. Baltimore will have Lamar and that whole roster. Hell, they were bitten by the injury bug all season. Cleveland could be a, a weird one. If Miami doesn't tank... 
Yeah, maybe Miami doesn't tank. Cleveland will be a weird one if if Baker can figure I it out. I don't have trust in Cleveland. I don't trust them, but I mean, the, I think the Baker, talent's there. They just, uh, I don't trust them. I mean, they got Miles Garrett and they have uh, Jarvis Landry. I don't trust Baker anymore. Yeah, he's just been on a downward slump since his rookie year. Makes me sad. I wanted him to win MVP so he could go on SNL because he is very funny. Yeah, but. It is what it is. Yeah, Tennessee and India are going to be battling for that AFC South spot. The Texans and Jaguars are just going to be punching bags in the Jets next year. Those poor, those poor squads. Yeah, it's tough for them. Um, I'm trying to think. Do we have any any other major points to hit on? The Raiders could be a team to watch. Raiders making the playoffs and almost winning their first playoff game since the '90s with an interim coach. Yeah, I mean they did have a lot of off-the-field controversies this year. So, I mean, they got a lot of places where they can build up and, and make another shot to the playoffs. So, at the end of the day, long story short, NFL fans, take an eye on the AFC, and the NFC is going to be very top-heavy. Dallas, the Rams. Dallas, Rams, and... Maybe the Niners. I don't know, somebody else from the NFC West. Yeah. Who but, knows? Who knows? Who knows what Green Bay will do, but... From the amount of players that... Oh, I did want to ask about that, because I was talking to my dad and my uncle, obviously both Packer fans. What do you think Green Bay should do? Give up. <laughs> what, on Aaron Rodgers, you're saying? I mean, honestly, I think after this year, Aaron Rodgers might come back. He might. I mean, I don't know where else he's going to go that he's going to have that much better of a cast unless he goes to San Francisco. But for the most part... I mean, the other teams that he's looking for are Denver or Minnesota. I mean, I have Justin Jefferson but and Adam Thielen. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't think he wants to jump from one team to another like Brett Favre. Yeah, just retire and then he can pick, just like Brett Favre. Take a page out of his book. Yeah. Play for the Jets for a year and then retire. So I, he could leave, but honestly, I think the, I think it's going to be a – all up to what Devontae Adams does, and I don't think Devontae Adams will stay. Is his contract up too? I think it is. Oh boy. Yeah. Seattle, go pick him up. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. It's going to be an exciting off season. We'll get into draft stuff as that as that all gets closer. But we will take a quick break for right now. When we come back, we're hitting the hardwood. We're talking basketball. Basketball. Don't want to miss it. Basketball. We are. Or it is currently. Let's see. 4:28 Central Standard Time here in Columbia, Missouri. We'll be right back with more penalty box. Welcome back, everybody, to the Penalty Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Hope everyone is enjoying their snowy Thursday as much as they can. Go have a snowball fight, build a snowman, do all that fun stuff. Um, We are just mourning the end of the NFL football season. However, Peter, Mm. I think I can offer uh, some sports to to tide us over at least until late April, mid-April. Okay. And that is, of course... March Madness and college basketball. Yeah. Now it's it's March Junior, as I like to say, uh, because February 
is it's it's a little bit of a, a dry sports month. A little bit. Obviously, this year's kind of an exception because there's the Olympics. Have you been watching the Olympics? I have been watching the Olympics. What have you What have you been watching and enjoying? I have favorite been, sport. I've been watching hockey. Hockey. Yeah. I've been oh, watching you, yeah. curling. I've been watching the ski jump. Oh my gosh, the ski jumps wild. I watched snowboarding when it was on. And I watched um, figure skating, which I still don't get. Dude, I've been diving into this. Um, oh, I forget her last name, but the Camilla, the fifteen-year-old Russian, who she oh, got the she, the doping scandal. Yeah, dude, yeah. I've been getting I've been getting way informed. It makes me so mad about all that stuff. Yeah, controversy, big controversy. Uh, if you want more Olympic coverage, listen to the Gold Standard on KCOU. It's our friend Kara Brown. She dives into all the fun Olympic yeah. stuff. She's been busy. Yeah, right she, know, she knows a lot more than we do. She though. does, yeah. She, yeah. The If you want full coverage on the Camilla scandal, uh, listen to her last episode. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying The ski jump looks so fun. I love the ski jump. It's terrifying, man. It's that nah, it it's looks terrifying. So, fun. so much fun. Um yeah, USA, Canada, women's hockey, the final last night. Canada got the dub there. That was heartbreaking yeah. and uh sad and painful. Um but anyway, yeah, so the Olympics, that's been fun. But we have college basketball. It's been an interesting season in, in men's basketball this year. It sure Weird. Has. Weird. Um, I guess I just kind of want to ask, you know, how much have you been following it? I know football can be a bit of a distraction in the, in the early months of the, the CBB season. Um, but what are some teams you like, some teams you're, you're looking at, hoping to get hot in March and, and might make a tournament run? Um, or any players, too, that you might, you might want to highlight? You know, open the floor. Basketball was a lot more fun last year. When both teams I followed were really good <laughs> and like really had a chance to make a big splash, big splash, and now this year is just I don't know. I watch it once in a while. I'll watch really niche teams, you know, like we get Big East basketball. I'll watch some Big East basketball, but for the most part, um, I'll tune in once in a while. But um, teams that I would look out for, uh, Wisconsin's been really hot so far. They're yeah. looking to take the Big Ten. Illinois, I think, lost yesterday to a team. I think we would be remiss if we don't shout out Rutgers if we're talking Big Ten. Rutgers, basketball. that's who they lost to. Yeah, yep. Rutgers has been really, really on the move. And I think Ron Harper Jr. is a really solid player that could get a lot of looks from NBA teams. Um, who else we got here? Who else we got? Wyoming. Wyoming, the Wyoming Cowboys. They got ranked for the first time this year, twenty-one wow. and three. Their bench, the, nick, the the nickname their bench has is the Blue Collar Boys. That's funny. That's awesome. I That's think great. that is so rad, and they are prime for a big tournament run, in my opinion. Yeah, the Mountain West has been pretty good at it basketball has. this year. It has which very has solid. Been weird. Wyoming, Colorado State's been good. Boise State's good. Um, San Diego State's pretty good. It's a it's it's been a weird season. Yeah. Murray State's ranked. They're doing John Morant proud at twenty four and two. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't f I don't know anybody on that roster to be honest, but they've been they've been tearing it up. Yeah, they only they've lost to East Tennessee State and Auburn. So <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not it's one bad loss in Auburn. So they were really good. They obviously played Mizzou at home. We were both at that game. We talked a little bit about that game. Um they have since fell to Arkansas, so they're not number one anymore. It went back to Gonzaga. Yeah, there's. It's just weird. I like. I don't want to say I like Wisconsin on air because I'll curse them. Yeah. But I do like Wisconsin. Johnny Davis has been so fun to watch for them all year. The Big Ten has been interesting. The Big Twelve 
for me, has been a wild conference to watch. I think they last had seven teams in Joe Lenardi's tournament bracket. Yeah. And they have ten teams in their conference. Mm-hmm. So just top to bottom, that conference is really, really talented. Um, Kansas obviously doing their thing. Baylor, been a surprise for me. They lost so much talent from, from that national championship side, but they, they've come back and they've been really good. Texas Tech has been good, even though their coach left them. Um, Texas is still doing their thing with Texas Tech's coach, Chris Beard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my rant. I mean, another conference that is interesting to watch is also the WAC. Ah, yes. The Western Athletic Conference. Gonzaga, of course, is always good. Team always falls second. St. Mary's. That's the WCC, the West Coast Conference. Oh, I'm so sorry. My apologies, basketball they, fans. You know, they they blend together. Yeah. That's fair. But then also, San Francisco has been a really solid team this year. Oh, yeah. And BYU has also been a fun team to watch this year. St. Mary's, always always a spoiler. St. Mary's, too. always always up there. But, uh, yeah. Right now, Joel Lenardi has BYU in a play-in game against Iowa State. What a fall from grace Iowa State has yeah. had this entire season. Well, they just, I mean, if you want to talk about a roller coaster of a men's basketball program, mm. two wins last season. No Big 12 wins last no season. No Big 12 wins. This year, they got as high as, like, 10th or 9th. They were in top 10, yeah. At one point, and then now just back down they went. <laughs> and now they're a last four a, in. A bubble team. They're a last Crazy. four in with Creighton. BYU and Oregon, another team that has kind of skydived this That's year. That's right. Didn't Oregon was Oregon? They lost by forty to somebody like unranked earlier this year. That was a wild game. Uh, it's been a crazy year. Um, women's side I've been following too because I have high hopes for Mizzou's women's team, and they have been struggling of late. I've been I've been very disappointed. You mentioned last year being a more fun year where teams were good. That was true for Mizzou on the men's side. I thought this year would be that year for their women's team. They have they have they have fallen off. Yeah. They're like a 10 seed now, approaching that bubble line. I hope I hope they don't miss the tournament. That would be an absolute travesty for them. I thought everything was going to change for this team once they beat South Carolina. Literally. And it has been probably the worst the worst season form. it could possibly have been after beating a number one team. Yeah. I thought I thought it was like, oh, they're on the map. And they only lost to Baylor by two on the road before that. Yeah. Um, I thought they were they were prime for a I think I said preseason that they would be a three seed. And they were at one point. I was right. Now, right now, they have them as a ten seed. Yep. Against Nebraska. Playing in Ames, in Iowa. Ames. That's just the Midwest. This is the ultimate lower Midwest clash right there. That's crazy. In Ames, Mizzou, Nebraska. Yeah, Mizzou's lost their last three games. They play number 21, Georgia. Is that today? No. Yeah, it is today. Today at 6 on the road. That's a big game for them. That is. If they can pull off the upset, which winning on the road in the SEC is very hard. Mm. It's very hard. So yeah. we'll have to see. They do have two home games against Mississippi State and Kentucky. Uh, both those will be on KCOU, but those are must-win for them. Look at Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, Florida Gulf Coast coming in at 25. They have two losses. I looked at a WNBA mock draft earlier, and they have like the number five overall pick wow. from that draft. I'm trying to. Who's number one? Name. Number one is a player on Baylor. Hang on, I'll, I'll check the Florida State. Or Florida disrespecting Gulf Coast. the best player in basketball, Caitlin Clark. Oh, Caitlin Clark. Well, Caitlin Clark is only a sophomore, and and in. Women's basketball, they stay. Oh, that's right. They stay all four years usually. I forgot. Um, but yeah, Kayla, Kayla Clark will certainly be the number one pick if she continues. We get Rhode my, Island, my man. Goodness. Number twelve. 
Yeah, Rhode Island's. I good. don't know what Rhode Island's. They're the owls, spiders. They're like the Rams or something. Rams. Wait, where are you seeing Rhode Island twelve? Oh, it's a uh, Gillinardi's. Oh, <laughs> on the oh, bracket. I thought they were ranked. Charlie Cream's like, uh, bracketology number twelve. Number twelve. There it's always go, fun. It's it's out. always fun watching the tournament just for niche teams like that. When they win, though. Southeast Louisiana. Win. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? They're, they're partying down there. I know who state. Louisiana. Fifteen. They take on Arizona. Okay, at least well, that's in this. A loss. <laughs> at least in this in this tournament. That's a loss in that one. Illinois State taking on Baylor. Fairfield. Fairfield. I don't even know where Fairfield is. It's in Virginia, I believe. Oh. It's a town in Virginia. Interesting. I know geography. You know Big geography brand. like that. I think it's Nalissa Smith is the number one projected number one pick. And then uh, the number two projected pick is facing Mizzou on the 24th of February. Her name is Ryan Howard. She plays for Kentucky, and she is very good. That's so tough. it's, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. That's tough. We'll have to see. Um yeah, anything else college basketball wise? Just fun. I'm just so excited. I love basketball. Do you want to? Do you want to take like a really niche team now to, um, to ride into the tournament with, or do you want to hold off on that? I want to wait a little bit. Okay. I have one, but I need to do some more research sure to, to really validate the claim. Do sure you have thing. one? No. Okay. We'll hold off. We'll have we'll have way more March Madness coverage as that month continues to approach. Um, we're gonna kick it to another quick break, but when we come back, we'll have a special guest joining us in the penalty box. Everyone's favorite segment. Uh, stay tuned. It's currently 4.40 Central Standard Time here in Como, and we will be right back. Do you love watching the Olympics? Do you devote hours of your life every four years to watching all the Olympic action? The Gold Standard on KCOU is here to keep you updated on the sports and athletes you love to watch, even when the Olympics aren't on. My name is Kara Brown, and each week I sit down to talk Olympic sports and athletes, and I always talk about figure skating. Be sure to tune in to the Gold Standard Tuesdays at 10 a.m. because the sports in the Olympics don't only happen every four years. Lovely cushion header. Bajero! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a head! Stay in touch with all the latest soccer news and highlights from the game's premier competitions. Join me, Jack Knowlton, for Box to Box, where I'll break down everything from scores to transfers to player and club profiles and much, much more. Everything you need to know about the beautiful game can be found on Box to Box, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. on KCOU. That's astonishing! It's absolutely world-class! Hey, yeah, you listening right now to KCOU 8.1 FM. Here, check out this sneak peek of what to expect on Cup of Bro. So if you had to give it like a flavor profile, would you call it like a Tahiti sunrise or more like a San Francisco fog? Um, I would say it's almost like a San Francisco dusk. It's not just flavors. We got sports too. From Wisconsin, Tyler Hero, <laughs> uh, the man, the myth, the legend. So join us Fridays at 11 a.m. They may like where the audits go. Welcome, welcome back everybody to the Penalty Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Once again, I hope everyone is having a good Thursday afternoon. Jack Knowlton, Peter Camp, joining you. Do you know Austin P plays today? No, I, I didn't. <laughs> I don't follow Austin. You don't Pete. follow the governors? No, I, I'm not a I'm not a huge governors follower. That's fair enough. Um, 
but yeah, uh, that's thank you, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of threw me off. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Um, but yeah, we're gonna dive into the penalty box segment, and I, I said we were gonna come back and talk a little bit about Super Bowl halftime show, but we had to bring on an expert in order to do that. Yeah. Um, he has his own music show here on KCOU 88.1 FM on Friday evenings. He's our good friend and KCOU colleague Connor McGovern. Connor, hey guys, welcome. Welcome. We hope. Uh, how's your How's your snowy Friday been? You're from Houston, so are yeah. you Are you dealing with it okay? So I, I got family in uh, in Canada, so I've seen it before. However, living in it and visiting is very different. And uh, yeah, I didn't get much snow in Houston, so this is a walk in here. Felt like I needed to put my skates on uh, <laughs> to try and get here, but. Uh, it's 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 all right. Just doing work, and it looks pretty out. Looking through a window, looks it does. Great. It looks it looks nice. It's it always beautiful. Good, it's always good views. Okay, um, before we get into the halftime show a little bit, would you like to? You you played hockey. You mentioned putting your skates on. I did. Yeah. I know you were watching the U.S. Canada women's gold medal game last night, mm-hmm. and you are half Canadian. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm technically yeah, I'm a Canadian citizen. Uh, grew up with a family always cheering for Canada, so I was glad they got the win. Uh, they had sick uniforms. Yeah. I, they they won the drip the drip off for I, sure. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, the women's team did amazing. Uh, men's team was was not not good. U.S. and Canada got knocked out. Yeah, they both lost early, year. right? Yeah, they, they're not meddling this year. Bummer. Yeah, but women's team they did they did incredible. It was a great game to watch. U.S. almost battled back, but Canada came out with the win there. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so we brought you on here for a specific purpose. We were talking about the Super Bowl earlier. You are you are the music expert, as <laughs> as, as I like to call. Um, what were your thoughts about the halftime show of the Super Bowl? I personally loved it. It was great. I thought it was great. What were your What were your expert opinions? Probably one of the greatest ones in recent uh, Super Bowl halftime Ooh. show like history. Um, it was just significant for like multiple reasons. So obviously, Super Pepsi Super Bowl half fifty Super Bowl fifty six halftime show took place at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Uh, in front of an estimated 100 million viewers, making it like the the Super Bowl halftime show every year is the biggest music entertainment stage every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big deal. This is the third year Rock Na- Jay-Z's Rock Nation has a partner with the NFL uh, as their live music entertainment strategist. This was through the, like, the NFL's Inspire Change initiative. Yeah. So like J-Lo and Shakira and then The Weeknd and then now this one have been part of like uh, Rock Nation's. That's the last three, right? Yeah. Got it. So for the past three years, and uh, I've, they've they've incorporating Rock Nation's incorporating a lot of different like musical styles into it, uh, with a lot of different artists, and I think that's pretty cool. This year was headlined by Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem, with surprise guests Fifty Cent, Anderson Pac, which was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was pretty cool because the game was like in L.A. Uh, and they were playing uh, like hip hop and West Coast rap and G Funk, which all like was pioneered largely by Dr. Dre in L.A. Uh, LA hosted the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years. All those artists together collectively have won 43 Grammys and had a total of 22 number one albums. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, sorry. 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 <laughs> and then Kendrick Lamar was the first uh, Super Bowl halftime performer to have a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, yeah. And one for Damn in uh, 2016. So that was pretty cool. I mean, Dr. Dre, pioneer, like I said, of gangster rap. With his group NWA, then pioneered West Coast hip hop, G Funk, boosted the careers of Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and 50 Cent. Um, Kendrick Lamar, one of the greatest uh, current, like the most modern, one of the greatest modern hip hop artists we have today. And then Mary J. Blige, she's significant because she's like, she's the queen of soul hip hop. She was the first artist to kind of blend soul and hip hop. Um, so it was a great performance. Uh, they kicked it off. Snoop and Dre came out on the set. 
uh, kicked it off for the next episode. They're sung the next episode, and then they went into, a, went into a rendition of California Love. And then 50 Cent was the surprise guest. He came out uh, upside down. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was crazy. Club. Those memes were hilarious. That was crazy. Yeah, the memes are really funny. So, but he's hanging upside down because it's like a recreation of, 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 of the, the music video. Of the, the club music video. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So the, it's the, probably the most memed part of that show. Yeah. But it's really funny. Uh, and then he did his thing in the, in the club. And then Mary J. Blige came on, the queen of soul, hip-hop soul. Uh, she started off with Family Affair, her song Family Affair, which Dr. Dre produced. And it was also her first number one hit. And then she followed it up with like an emotional performance of uh, No More Drama, another one of her hits. And then Kendrick Lamar performed on the field. Uh, he started off like with this kind of interlude of Mad City. Uh, and then he performed All Right, uh, which I think Kendrick Lamar was the best performer out of yeah. all of them. I think his, like, just his set and his energetic performance, especially since he hasn't been seen for the past, like, five years, uh, I thought that was really cool. The and, camera, too. Yeah, the camera. When it was, like, panning um, on him and the dancers, that was yeah, really cool. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, and then Dr. Dre, like, reemerged, introduced Eminem, who started rapping the chorus of Forgot About Dre. And then he went into his performance of Lose Yourself with Anderson Pac, kill, killing it on the drums. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, and then he stayed. Uh, Eminem like, took, a, took a knee and uh, honoring Colin Kaepernick, which I thought was pretty cool uh, to bring attention to police brutality and racial inequality. Um, and then he stayed on one knee while Dr. Dre started playing the piano. Actually, that first piano part was a melody of Tupac Shakur's uh, I Ain't Mad At Ya, which is uh, like a song Dr. Dre produced. And then he went into Still Dre, and then they all were at, on the top of the set uh, to, to finish it off. And then, oh, shout out to um, Adam Blackstone, who was the musical director and bassist through that whole performance. He helped put together all the arrangements, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, there's the deep dive right there. For, for anyone <laughs> who didn't know about it before, now you know. And that kind of research goes into all of his shows. So listen, yeah. um, on Friday evenings, Connor does a great job. I love, I've gotten so much new music from, from your shows. Yeah. Um, also go by DJ Conductor Connor. Oh, yeah, sorry, DJ that's Conductor that's Connor. Yeah. Name, that's yeah. the official name. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was just a great performance. I, I, I personally, I know just because it was, it was more our generation. I was texting my mom. It was funny about, like, I was, I was telling her, oh, I was super hyped to see Kendrick Lamar, and she was excited about, like, Dr. Dre. And she thought I was, like, trying to say that Kendrick Lamar was, like, better than Dr. Dre. And yeah. she was yelling at me through text. She was like, <laughs> don't you dare. And I go, no, no. Dr. Dre paved the way for Kendrick. I was like, Kendrick oh, yeah. Lamar wouldn't be where he was now without without Dr. Dre. Peter, do you have any favorite favorite moments of it? Um, I did really like the 50 Cent just because I didn't know he was going to be there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's doing the thing. <laughs> you know, because I, I listened to 50 Cent when I was a kid. And um, it was really cool to see that uh, that him being a surprise guest at, that, at halftime. Yeah. Seeing Lose Yourself 2 live was like a... Um, took me back to like middle school basketball pregame yeah. days, mm -hmm. like all that fun stuff, which is trying to get yourself hyped up. That's that's a great that's a great track too. But yeah, Connor, any final halftime thoughts before the real the, not the real reason you're here, but the <laughs> the main event. Sorry, the, the, the main the main the main event of of your of your guest appearance. I just thought uh, the Super Bowl halftime show was just a great performance, significant great music, but also significant in other ways. It comes at a time where the NFL is struggling with discrimination. It's yeah. most recently highlighted, but I'm sure you guys talked about it with the Brian Flores situation. Mm -hmm. um, so just to celebrate hip-hop music uh, and uh, black artists and uh, and just pioneers of hip-hop, it was uh, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, And also I just a celebration of California. That whole set, totally. was like, the map on the floor was Compton. with the uh, And then they had the 6'4 uh, the Cadillacs and like 
Snoop Dogg was out there sea walking. I thought that was cool. So. That was very cool. It was it was a great performance. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Did not miss. Would watch again. Um, all right, Connor. It's okay. time. Uh, done it twice before. He 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 has done it twice before. I can I can try and find his previous scores while think, Peter I think, starts. I think the, nineteen was the was the high was the uh, was the was there, you got 19 back in season three, and then season four, you also got 19. So you have a, you've had consistent 19. consistency. Yeah. Wait, and then season five, you got 29 on season five. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you had the the whole. It was the whole semester up until like November. You had the record for that season. And so I was the first one for that. You're the season. first one. I remember. I just you set the bar high. I answered a lot of the questions the same, but it's okay. It's all right. Okay, Peter, are you ready? I am ready. You, you, you remember the rules? He's locking in. He's locking in. Very exciting stuff. All right, he's pulling the mic close. Let's see. All right, two minutes. Three, two, one, go. If you were an actor, who would who would you want to be your co-star? Um, uh, Will Smith. The Office or Parks and Rec? The Office. Do you fold your pizza? No. If you're stranded on a remote island, are you alone or with your worst enemy? Alone. What's the best thing that you have uh, bought this year so far? Um, Lego set. Star Wars Lego set. Favorite Disney character? Uh, well, uh, Luke Skywalker, because it's now Disney. <laughs> Which language would you want to learn instantly? Spanish. Would you prefer big dogs or small dogs? Big dogs. Uh, Halloween or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Favorite piece of clothing growing up? Uh, athletic shorts. Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle? Squirtle. If you could meet any historical figure, either alive or dead, who would you want to choose? Who would you want to meet, and why? Um, Little Richard, just pioneer of rock and roll. If you could go on, go to one place for vacation for the rest of your life, where would you go, and why? Uh, the mountains in Alberta, Canada. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Mint chocolate chip. What kind of skill do you want to learn instantly? Play piano. Uh, if you had a talk show, who would be your first three guests? Um. Wayne Gretzky, uh, any member of Blink-182, and uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen. What would be the title of your autobiography? Um, oh, that's hard. Uh, died trying. <laughs> <laughs> what breed of dog would you be? Uh, Labrador. What color would you be and why? Green, because nature. What aspect of your personality adds the most value to the world? Um... My jokes. What's a skill that you learned when you were young that you still use today? Um, being able to lie. What superpower would you ha- would you like to have? Uh, the Force. What book slash movie slash show can you watch over and over again and never get bored of? Um, the Office. What's your famous actor slash actress look alike? Uh, Adam Devine. <laughs> Favorite movie? Star Wars: A New Hope. What band were you obsessed with in middle school? Ah! Think twenty two. Should we give it? Do we give it to him? Is it an, is, if, if that's if that number nineteen, then include it because I want to. You consistent. got well more than nineteen. I'm oh, going to tell okay. you that right now. Peter will count. Okay. Star Wars. A lot of Star Wars answers in there. It's a big no part surprise. Of my life. The Force would be a I good. I should have said Modern Family. I'm rocking a Phil Dumphy sweater today. You are. It's very. That's a very. You got the drip on. Yeah. I like it. Shout out Phil Dumphy. Hilarious. Shout out The Office too. I appreciate that. I mean, Great. it's just classic. Greatest show on television, in my yeah, opinion. It's um, <laughs> Die Trying would be your uh, autobiography. I spent a lot of time to come up with that. But, uh, <laughs> That's that, a tough question. Yeah, I know it was tough. I was trying to think of someone. He's like, you know what? I died trying. <laughs> just and just leave it. You like, died trying to come up with the title. Yeah, that was what that was. Where it was that? Mint chip ice cream. Yeah, man. I know I get a lot of hate for it. Yeah. It's a hot. It's a hot take. I know people are gonna say it's like it's, brushing your teeth and eating chocolate, but it's not. That's exactly it's, what no, it is. Actually, it's, it's glorious. <sighs> if, Agree to disagree. If brushing my teeth and eating chocolate tasted like that, I'd brush my teeth way more often. 
<laughs> All right, do you have a total? I have 27. 27. Oh, not, nice. a, not a new, not a new uh, personal record, uh, but I'll take it. That's good. That is the record for the season so far. No way. Yes, you beat Kenny by, uh, no, you beat Sobel by two. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it, Sobel. Talking, talking that trash. Thanksgiving over Halloween's a good take, I think. Honestly, better some, food. Yeah. You know what? I I still will say I'll put Christmas over Thanksgiving. Me too. But I've come to lot Thanksgiving a lot because yeah. it's like it's just great food, family. But it's not like the pressure of getting gifts and gift giving. Like it's just it's, just it's chill. all like the fun and family without the that pressure. I think Thanksgiving yeah. is really great as long as you don't have to host it. I agree. Because then you have the pressure of cooking all the food, mm-hmm. getting all the people there, setting it all up. If you just got to roll up to someone's house and eat all day as a holiday, True. I'll take that. But, I make, my, take but that. I make my parents host because I, I like if we go somewhere else for Thanksgiving, I'm like, they're not going to do it right. Have, <laughs> You're doing it they're wrong. They're not going to have the, it's all the wrong. sweet potatoes and the mashed potatoes. They're, they're just, they have needs to be cranberry sauce and gravy. They're just not going to do it right. All of it. Uh, I loved your three podcast guests. That would be, that would be sublime. Anyone I was from trying to think. I was like, I don't know. I was trying to think because I'm like, I didn't want to do all music. So like, Wayne Gretzky would be sick. Fair. Uh, and then um, Blink One Eight Two, Heroes of Mine, of course. Uh, and then who else? Did I say Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, he's I mean, greatest guitar player to ever live. No doubt, show. no doubt. Connor does chef it up on the guitar as well. Not like that, but that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Not like that, but Not I try. Like that. I try. All right, Connor, well done. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys for having me. Plug your show real quick. Yes, I'm DJ Conductor Connor, and I host Connor's Musical Roller Coaster every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Make sure to hit me up on Twitter and Facebook at MusicalRC. He posts good hints for the Wordle. Every too. day, every day I try and post uh, musical hints for the Wordle. Try and get those uh, in- Twitter impressions up. There you go. All right, Peter, final word before we, we call it. Um, uh, uh, go play in the snow. Go play, yeah. Go play in the snow. Go enjoy yeah. this while you can. You know, it, it won't be it won't be there forever. Um, and yeah, hope everyone had a had enjoyed the show. It'll be up on Spotify if you missed it, and wherever else you get your podcasts, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll be back same time, same place next week, assuming it does not snow like a blizzard in Columbia again. It's not gonna snow ever again. <laughs> never, never, never. Not in the Midwest. No, no way. All right, everyone, have a fun and safe snow day and rest of your week we will see you next time i'm supposed to snow next thursday